0: I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea, and we're giving you a
1: million murders. I don't know what that was.
0: All right, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We are back. We are back on track. Okay, here we go. So, I am going to do a haunting today. Ooh.
1: Because Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo.
0: we've been murdering it up a little bit, which is m- fine. M- 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 you know. m- Murder. we It's called A Million Murders, but really it's A Million Murders and more. And more. So... Today I will be doing haunted Nashville. Ooh, yeah. Didn't even. Las Nash- Vegas. Yeah, like I didn't
1: know that Nashville was haunted. Mm-hmm. I've uh, searched well,
0: the Ryman. I know the Ryman. is. Oh
1: yeah. I've searched on Nashville hauntings. Oh, have you? But, yeah, but I couldn't really find anything. I don't know what I was doing that day. I was doing something else. Mm. Well, I was doing that, but I I just kind of give up. <laughs> I found all kinds of stuff. I couldn't believe it. Like, there's enough for, like, this
0: to turn into, like, a two-parter. Mm. No, like, not here. Like, I'd have to go, you know, yeah. get it. <laughs> I'd have to go get it, but, yeah. So, this website that I'm using is really great, and it is so detailed, and it tells history and haunting. Mm. So, you kind of get, like, a brief, like, synopsis of the mm-hmm. history, uh, or synopses of the history of each of these places. Um so three of them is long enough to do an episode on. Hmm. Yeah. So I was like, coo, 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 um, So the first one I'm going to do is the Nashville City Cemetery.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And it is the oldest public cemetery in Nashville, Tennessee, for those who don't know where Nashville is, because we have listeners across the pond. Across the pond. Across the pond. So, um, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee and it's home to many historical figures and musicians. This Music City burying ground houses over 22,000 burials and has been around since the 1800s. It wasn't until the late 1950s, with the preservation movement led by the mayor, Ben West, that the old cemetery began to be restored. Um, Ten years later, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places, and among many... Among the many residents of this old graveyard We find two of Nashville's founders James and Charlotte Robertson Confederate Army generals And influential politicians So there's, you know So Charlotte and James are the founders Then there's also Confederate generals And Mm -hmm. politicians in there as well so but one of the most significant aspects of this cemetery's history is the fact that despite being centuries old, the area was not segregated. Over twenty two thousand Nashvilleans from all walks of life are buried here, with six thousand being African American. In recent years this city has made an effort to highlight and acknowledge the enslaved people buried in the graveyard by replacing their stall stall (laughs) small headstones with significant memorials Hmm. yeah so like I mean back in the day that that was not like even in the town we grew up in the cemeteries are segregated yeah you know I feel like people don't realize that and you don't think about it but like I have only ever gone to one for all the people that I've known in this town that have died I've only went to one graveyard.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, two, because my family has, my mom's side of the family has their own burial mm-hmm. plot with just their family. And then everyone else is buried at this other cemetery. Hmm. Okay. So one haunted spot and we got to go to the cemetery. Like this is a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> one haunted spot at the cemetery would be the gravesite of Anne Rollins Sanders and the ghosts of suicide rock. She has a boulder-shaped headstone that sits towards the front of the cemetery and there've been a lot of rumors and legends about her but the facts are this we know that she died young at 21 years old that she'd been married for 4 years to a man named Charles Sanders and that she died at midnight on March 30th 1836 okay the legend says that the night she died Anne and Charles had a huge argument. The confrontation got so heated that she decided to leave her home, running as far away from her life as possible. But sadly, she had nowhere else to go. Anne wandered around town for a few hours and likely trying to, you know, figure out what she's going to do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually she stumbled upon a cliff that towered over the Cumberland River. At that moment, exhausted and confused, she plunged into the river and drowned. Mm. Yeah. What she didn't know was that her husband was out searching for her and later found out what happened to her. For her burial, he had a piece of cliff cut and placed on top of her grave as her grave marker because she was afraid of the dark. I just ran through that sentence.
1: <laughs> That's what I, I was like,
0: because she was afraid of the dark. I was like, that doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> um...
0: But isn't that interesting, like Mm -hmm. how he took the piece of the cliff and and made it her headstone? that's cool. Yeah. And uh, because now, because she was afraid of the dark, comma, he installed a lantern above the boulder to make sure she was comfortable even after her life had ended.
1: Hmm. I thought that was sweet. That's sweet.
0: Yeah. The boulder headstone has been linked to some sad hauntings um, at Suicide Rock. People often hear sobbing and loud arguing Despite no one being around, like, who's who fighting? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, add to that the apparition of Anne sitting on the boulder with her head in her hands, which is really sad, um, vanishing as soon as someone approaches her. There's no doubt that this headstone has a dark his- uh, Sorry. <laughs> There's no doubt that this headstone has a dark history behind it and the general doom and gloom surrounding it has made it a hotbed for a paranormal activity. According to legend, the rock is frequented by other ghosts in the cemetery who light the lantern for Annie. <coughs> Jesus. Okay, well, we had to take a little breather because... I think that,
1: that was a little bit too scary for him. Yeah. Harlan just...
0: Yeah, Harlan's getting scared of the ghost stories. But in all actuality, Victoria is still here. Because <laughs> we're doing I- this. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria's still here. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, Victoria came in, Harlan said. (laughs) Scared me to death. Um, But, okay, so, we're back. We're (laughs) We're back again. (laughs) Okay, where was I at? Uh, Hotbed of paranormal activity. Yes, okay, so according to legend, the rock is frequented by other ghosts in the cemetery who light the lantern for Anne um, every night. Oh, yeah, so I'm like, what? And some say they have witnessed the clear as day apparition of a man dressed in an old fashioned outfit, walking over and lighting it. Huh. So I'm assuming the husband is buried there, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the husband going to be- Could be. light her lantern. So I thought that was very sweet, um, you know, to a ending to a sad story like that. OK, so number two is the hermitage. So I've, I think I've been here. There was a wedding I went to in Nashville and I'm pretty sure that's where they had the wedding. Hmm. It was one of the plantations. Cause I mean, there's obviously several. Yeah.
1: I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
0: the hermitage was the former home of our, in America, <laughs> seventh president, Andrew Jackson. Um, after they married Andrew Jackson and Rachel, his wife first lived in the Nashville area. Eventually he bought a farm named Poplar Grove where he and Rachel resided from 1792 to 1796. Afterwards they moved to a 640 acre plantation. Oh wow. Yeah. Like that's big. That's a lot. I don't, I forgot how much land an acre is because I never can remember.
1: My yard. Your Justin's yard, our yard. Yeah. Little over, ours is a
0: little over an acre. Like, I can't even remember how many, like, feet or, you know, all that jazz. I've got, like, a quarter of an acre, and that's just fine with me. <laughs> this is just fine with me. I don't do nothing in it anyway. Um, yeah, on the Cumberland River called Hunter's Hill, they inhabited this property until 1804. Throughout this time, Jackson continued to practice law and took on many endeavors such as land speculation, um, a general store, and various other joint ventures. Uh, One such partnership failed, forcing Jackson to sell Hunters Hill in order to avoid bankruptcy. And on July 5th, 1804, he purchased a smaller property from his neighbor, Nathaniel Hayes. This 400, which is still 425 acres. So this 425 acre farm would become the hermitage. So he had some places, almost went bankrupt, and then ended up buying... This one with two hundred, you know, ish less acres or so, and that's what the hermitage, the hermitage, the hermitage, the hermitage is today. The hemorrhage is today. Um, the ghost stories of Andrew Jackson's Hermitage date back to the late 19th century, which is the 1800s. For those who don't know how that works, whatever century you're in, it's like the 19th is 1800s. So that's crazy mm-hmm. like since the 1800s people just been talking about these hauntings like we, we were out on the veranda <laughs> and we and we saw a specter nigh <laughs> okay anyway so in mary doris's book uh doris writes about the adventures of two women who decided to stay the night in the hermitage and the excitement that ensued The Ladies Hermitage Association had just taken ownership of the beautiful house. It had not yet hired a caretaker for the property. Uh, So, a couple of ladies in the association volunteered to stay in the house overnight to ensure it wouldn't be vandalized. Um, So, I'm guessing this is the 1800s when all this happened because it didn't really give me a date. Mm. So, I don't know when he left. I'm assuming when he went to the White House. (laughs) Yeah. So... Oh, like 7th president so that's about you know that's coming out about right i think so <laughs> I mean 1776 it, back then you could be president for 35 years so you just <laughs> i don't know anyway <laughs> um so the two women prepared their pallets to sleep on in front of the two women prepared their pallets to sleep on in the front parlor and retired for the night then the noises began Loud, aggressive sounds from the butler's pantry. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this part. Like chains rattling. Mm. The mystery noises became louder, and suddenly a rolling boom that could have shaken the home right off the foundation. The women described the bone shaking sound as a horse being ridden through the main hallway. Dang. Mm. I did this one a while ago, so I'm just
1: finding out <laughs> which at this point. I'm like,
0: wow. Um, so, mm-mm. Them chains rattling don't sound good. No. Um, and then the experience is carried over through the decades. More recently, on a night after an event, an employee shared the evening with something determined to be heard. Okay. The experience is carried over through the decades. More recently, on a night after an event, an employee shared the evening with something determined to be heard. The employee began to make his rounds, making certain everything was in its place in preparation for locking up for the night. And he whistled to, Why can't I talk? He <laughs> whistled to himself as he walked the empty halls and checked the empty rooms when he noticed something. He wasn't the only one whistling. (laughs) Mm -mm. He searched for who it could be. Who was the other person whistling with him in the middle of the night in what he believed to be, you know, an empty house. And he searched everywhere, top to bottom. The whistling continued. He eventually called his boss to come meet him as the phantom whistler had him entirely out of sorts. So somebody's like, oh, he's whistling. I'm a whistle too. And y'all just both whistling. You just, <laughs> and you just hear like a, <laughs> <and> you're like, <sighs> like what? And it's still whistling like, <clears throat> <clears throat> gone. Victoria said, nope, <laughs> nope. Exactly. So the gardens and groves seem to be haunted as well. In 1819, And so he's still there in 1819. So who knows when this happened with those (laughs) women. Um, Andrew Jackson hired an English gardener to design the perfect garden for his wife, Rachel. That's cute. Rachel added beautiful flowering plants to the garden in 1825, creating a favorite place for her to spend time. But in 1828, Rachel passed away after three years of suffering, leaving her husband to enter the White House. Here we go. <laughs> As a widower. So that's sad. When Rachel died, Andrew, and they don't tell me how she died. Um, So sorry, everybody. I should have looked that up. Uh, when Rachel died, Andrew buried her in the garden. An architect designed a tomb for her in 1831. Under the tomb is where Andrew Jackson was laid to rest. His love for Rachel was eternal. Before he passed, he would visit her grave every afternoon, smoking a cigar and talking to his Rachel with longing in his heart. I know. Today, many report seeing and feeling the ghosts of Andrew Jackson in the gardens. People have heard footsteps roaming between the foliage and have seen the garden gate swing open on its own. Then, there is the undeniable smell of cigar smoke near the Jackson's tomb.
1: S- hmm mm-hmm.
0: Strolling through the groves of the Hermitage sounds like a relaxing way to spend a day. Uh, the trees appear to be curated specifically for the space, and they actually were. Each tree was removed from a battle site where Jackson fought and replanted in the grove of the Hermitage. That's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. These trees, but... You know, yeah. you,
1: can't, you can't
0: be doing all that. <laughs> the ghost's gonna come with you. These trees hold all of the tragic history and memories of violent battles and lost lives. Uh, guides at the Hermitage. Oh, we've got Rachel's death. Victoria has, has done a Google. Um, they don't go into big detail, but it's just heart and lung issues. Okay, okay, because look, I'm <laughs> scanning, and I'm like, I can't find it. So... Rachel died of heart and lung issues Um And she'd been sick for a while And then she died on December 22nd, 1828 So it took him like Three years to get that tomb together Yeah Yeah. So it's really, you know
1: It's just so sad
0: Oh, he ends up marrying Anyway (laughs) ADD just, huh I'm just gonna read the whole article now Thank you, Victoria Shanky shanky yeah, so he's done taking these trees from all these battles, the sites, mm-hmm. the battle sites, and he has planted them in the hermitage, which is kind of cool, but also kind of like, mm. yeah, you you bring in all the, the haunt and the blood is <laughs> soaked up into the ground to the roots of the tree, like you can't do it. Um, <laughs> so gods at the hermitage have reported seeing the ghostly apparitions of soldiers, hmm, surprise, surprise, wandering through the grove. Visitors claimed to have felt cold spots, or experienced moments of extreme temperature drops and full-body chills while visiting the old displaced trees. Hmm. Yes, and that is the hauntings of
1: the Hermitage. Hermitage. I don't think we've been there. I know we need to go. I'm yeah. Surprised we haven't though. I, I I can't remember where my cousin got married. Hmm. But it was some plantation down in Nashville. Remember?
0: Yeah. So who knows? One of one of us has probably been. At a wedding,
1: and there was all kinds of guns
0: and all, you know, like military. Maybe, maybe it was there because it, it was a Halloween wedding. Oh, I bet you anything, it was at that place. It could have been, yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which place mine was at, but it was. It was a plantation, and I try to look every time, and I think I've passed Hermitage if I haven't been there, but I can't remember where it was. I need to just message her. She's my sorority sister. I can just literally message her and be like, where'd you get married? Um, okay. So the third one is Ryman Auditorium. I've heard of this. Yeah. I haven't. I heard any of these. Yeah. This is like 10 paragraphs. Like this is going to be, this is going to be like a 25 minute episode. (laughs) No, it'll be 30 by the time we get through it all. Okay. So Ryman Auditorium, Ramina do 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 Hallelujah Okay. Uh moving on. We don't own the rights. I'm sure that's copyrighted too. It is the place I went. Oh, is it? Okay, Victoria has been to the Hermitage. Yes. And maybe me looking at the pictures. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the one. All right. So the Ryman Auditorium is haunted. And Thomas Ryman, who dreamed up and financed the auditorium, was a Cumberland riverboat captain. He started his career assisting his father, but promptly took over the business after his father passed away. Over time, his enterprise became incredibly successful with over 30 ships in his fleet and maritime themed saloons in the city. Um, So that's kind of like sailor, like boat, sea. Mm -hmm. That's what maritime themed is. Uh, So in his bars, he made a fortune with illegal activities, ratchet, such (laughs) as selling alcohol, gambling, and sex work. I try not to say prostitution because it's supposed to be um, like, not like PC, like it's kind of like degrading or something. Like, so I say sex work. Or sex worker. But, yeah, so back then, but it would have been prostitution. So, anyway, I don't know why I'm rambling so bad. His unsavory unsavory behavior caught the attention of local Reverend Sam Jones, who was adamantly opposed to how Ryman was making money and preaching against the corruption in the city. Ryman himself wanted to see what all the fuss was about. So he rallied a few friends and headed over to the tent revival Jones was hosting as if by fate upon attending this ceremony, Ryman did a 180. So he was like, "Mm, let's just see what all the fuss is about. And then he was like, Jesus, uh, from that moment forward, he vowed he would dedicate himself to the Lord as a part of his mission. As a born again, Christian Ryman decided to build a place for the religious to gather in the city a structure he named the Union Gospel, blah, 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 the Union Gospel Tabernacle. 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 I do it was. <laughs> Union, Gospel, Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Union Gospel Tabernacle. Union Gospel Tabernacle. Union Gospel Tabernacle. Now
1: it sounds funny. Yeah. Tabernacle.
0: Tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> Following its opening in 1892, <gasps> the space became known for its lectures, fundraisers, and powerful Christian gatherings. When Ryman passed in 1904, a vote was taken to rename the tabernacle Ryman Auditorium. Slowly, the space ventured away from religious in favor of hosting musical acts, plays. I ran through another sentence. Slowly, the space ventured away from religion in favor of hosting musical acts, plays, operas, and ballets. Love ballet. (laughs) Soon, and operas. I love all of it anyway. Soon notables from Houdini to Charlie Chaplin had performed on its stage. That's mm. cool. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. In 1943, the venue became the home to the Grand Ole Opry, mm-hmm. a radio broadcast that featured local country singers, and after the show moved in
1: 1974
0: to, you know, mm-hmm. Grant the well, I almost say Grand Ole Opry, but I'm <laughs> like to to you know, its new location. Um <clears throat> Ryman Auditorium remained vacant and it fell into disarray in 1994 when interest for the historic location sparked it was restored and reopened to the public which like you know people have gone to concerts at the Ryman and you know Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so yeah it is still up and going Um, Contrary to his wishes, however The space began to be used for plays And live music shows Um, This activity must have stirred up Raymond's ghost as he began making Appearances of his own in the Mm. auditorium He was like, now wait a minute, I built this for Jesus (laughs) And y'all done came in here And done did some stuff And I'm gonna have to show my face So, Raymond, I put Raymond it's Ryman I don't know why This one time It's Raymond <laughs> Rayman Spirit Ryman Spirit Was fine With most performances But would rise If the people On stage Were getting a bit risque mm. <laughs> Apparently So What's his face I don't even know Why I'm bringing this up I can't even think Of his name Is it Luke Bryan That be doing his hips mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah Luke Bryan's About to get <laughs> shut down He's like Cut it Or cussing A lot of them Will perform there And they <laughs> won't cuss Really Huh hmm. So see
1: That's why so I was like I know about this Yeah
0: Cause, cause old Ryman About to come down And be like Mm-mm, Nope Just unplugging stuff Just choo, 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 All the lights go out Um So Yeah If it was a bit risque He wasn't having it Apparently he disrupted shows By stomping around the room So loudly That spectators Were forced to leave Mm-mm.
1: Just Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stomping Famously the ghosts wreaked havoc while the opera Carmen was taking place. So Carmen's too risque for him too, which I mean Carmen is yeah. like <sharp đã wegenabilir> <ammad> Yeah, no, he wasn't having it. Um, so from nineteen forty three to nineteen seventy four the auditorium was used for the Grand Old op, Grand Old Grand Ole Opry. Uh you know, which featured upcoming musicians and broadcasted their performances. And during this time, rumors surfaced that the venue was cursed, since apparently most singers that performed there wound up dead.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: A total of 37 people met their fate in the most gruesome ways, less from like dying from overdoses, car accidents, fires, being slaughtered. Um, among the artists believed to have succumbed to the curse are. Stringbean Aikman, never heard of him. Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. heard of her. Texas Ruby and many more. Hmm. Yeah. Eventually, Grand Ole Opry found another home, but this didn't stop the curse. Ooh. Mm-hmm. In a blog post by Virginia Lampkin titled "Haunted Ryman Auditorium," the author explains that when the show relocated to the Opryland USA theme park, 14 additional acts died. It is believed that the curse followed because a large portion of the Ryman's auditorium stage was cut out and brought to the new location. I didn't know that. I mm, do not either. You know, the more you know. The spirit, often referred to as the Gray Man, is believed to have been one of the Confederate soldiers who frequented the auditorium during post-war gatherings. Some say they have witnessed him sitting in the balcony while artists rehearse watches the stage steadily but disappears as soon as anyone gets too close the lady on the other hand isn't a specter spectator excuse <laughs> me she is a specter she's a specter but she's not a spectator <laughs> spectator um so it says she's a performer this and it's believed that she's the ghost of patsy klein hmm. she's been heard singing by staff Usually her performance happens late at night as they prepare to close. Patsy Cline, who tragically died in a plane crash, has also been linked to the Opry curse. course. Opry curse. Hank Williams is said to have been another casualty. I went... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hank! Uh, the successful singer-songwriter passed away in 1953 after mixing prescription drugs with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Similar to the other artist... Artists, what, what is happening? Similar to the other artists haunting the auditorium, Hank's voice has been heard clear as day by employees. They have also heard his songs being played on stage without explanation. Along with Patsy, Hank Williams' soul has lingered into the old venue ever since he passed.
1: Hmm.
0: And that is Haunted Nashville, y'all. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> I didn't, I was about to be like, the rhyming, and I'm like, well, but it's it's all over, so... Yes. Victoria, do you have something you want to say? No. Oh. I thought you were... I just...
1: I, I knew most of it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know haunted, haunted. any of that, so...
0: Yeah, I had no clue.
1: Well, if you... You can look up stuff where some of the singers will... They'll talk about performing there. Yeah. And Ooh, seeing all this stuff. I yeah. should have done that. Well, I mean, you I can still... Have done
0: it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, super cool. We will have to venture on down to Nashville and and check out these places. Or
1: up or over. Yeah. Wherever.
0: Well, they know we're in Kentucky. Yeah, I know. I I just thought of that. It's going to be down no matter where. Down
1: (laughs) no matter where we're going (laughs) to (laughs) go.
0: All right, y'all. So... If you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to tell your story for us to tell, um, just email them. Email them to us. I just drew a complete blank. All I could think of was murders at gmail.com. And I couldn't think of anything else. So, yeah, email those to
1: us at murders
0: at gmail.com.
1: And you can also jump over to our Instagram, at Amelia Murders, and look at the pictures of the victims, the rude people that kill people, mm-hmm. and you can also go check out our Facebook page, start conversations, start polls, or throw your suggestions out, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, tell your friend, family, your mama, your dog, and your frog about it. <laughs> the Frog. All right, so thank you for listening. And we hope that you come back for a million more. more. Bye. Toodaloo. (laughs) Toodaloo. Goodbye.